0: Well, today we launch and preview backstage with Cooper and Maddie Johns. Cooper, you came up with the name backstage. You know why, why is that? Why is backstage relevant to uh, this podcast? Do you think?
1: Uh, well, obviously the setting we've got here, Matthew, that we've created the environment, uh, but also it's it's essentially the message of we're bringing them behind the curtain, bringing the listeners behind the curtain, bringing the guests behind the curtain. We're going, we're delving into the back of their lives, uh, and we're letting people have a little sneak look into you know a behind the scenes type of thing bringing out a different side to our guest and of ourselves
0: yes that's right like this this podcast is all about insights and it's all about storytelling in the case of our guest at the end of the podcast the listener will see another side of our guest um and the other the really important thing about it too coops is that the podcast listener will feel like they're in, in the conversation they're involved in the band and the chat um some of our guests, Kurt, we've got coming up. We've got some good ones already some, booked.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Warners, Candice and Candace Dave. Candice and Dave Warner together. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Nathan Cleary. Wow. Prince Penrith.
0: I'm looking forward to that. that that's Not just talking about that last 17 minutes in the grand final, which, in my opinion, was the best high-pressure performance I've ever seen, but also, mate, like how his life has changed since then his last three months. Mm. It's almost like which happens sometimes when they hit a certain level of stardom, they surrender their private life to a certain
1: degree. Yeah. You'd know about they that. Sur- <laughs> and then <laughs> Yeah. And then Mark Boris.
0: Mark Boris yeah. from the from the world of uh, of business as well. Our good friend from film, Matty Nable. Uh we've got Cooper also a couple of big international musicians, mm. which we've just about got across the line. So yeah. I look forward to that. Um, but yeah, plenty going on. Uh, Luke Brooks as well. The man who was actually filling the big boots of Cooper Johns in the sixth jersey this year for Manly. We're going to talk to Brooksy before the season starts. Really looking forward to seeing how Brooksy's going to go in a different jersey with the Manly side playing alongside DCE and Tommy, of course. But, right, Coops. If we're going to preview this, a bit of a tease for what we can expect going forward if we're talking about insights, I'll... I'll turn it on you, because in the last three months, your life's changed a lot as well. Firstly, the decision to retire. I mean, heart's broken right across the sporting world. But, mate, I love the media release that you came out. Bit of you. Take. you gave it to everyone in that. Have you heard you gave it to particularly Brandon Smith, Cameron Munster, and Craig Bellamy? Have you heard from
1: Coach Bellamy? He rang me the next morning. Uh, I dropped him a text because I, I had like a weird dream over the night, just like you know, where you you think like you feel like guilty or something. Yeah, you feel you, you're thinking, could this could there be a fallout? Yeah, here? I felt a little bit guilty, not guilty, but like just the sense like I don't want him, and he's he's you know, respectfully to Billy age, he's not exactly grown up with technology, so he might not realise what it even is and think I'm being serious. You know I, mean? I actually think you're probably offending him right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, what I'm talking? so I was like, oh, maybe I need to get on the front foot and just say, oh, Bella, I was just a joke. And he rang me the next day and he said, mate, uh, Bush showed me uh, your post yesterday and, mate, I thought it was uh, thought it was bloody terrific. Just the way you're talking about
0: Craig, I think you've just offended him again. <laughs> okay, you gave it to Brandon and Munster. You gave it to Brandon and Munster. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, for those that ha- haven't read it, I brought up their off-season scandal a while ago. Uh, uh,
0: did you hear from Brandon? Brandon, water for ducks back for Brandon. It, it
1: didn't bother Brandon. I haven't heard from Mun yet. Uh, still waiting for maybe a happy retirement or something. Uh, so I'm not sure if he's dirty. Uh, I reckon he might be, considering he hasn't asked me yet. Um but everyone else took it well, all the other boys, because I had a little crack at Wishy, Harry Grant, Brad Parker. Mm. So mm. they all took it pretty good.
0: The decision to retire, Coops, quite seriously, what what pushed you towards the decision? Was it the very fact that no one wanted to sign you? Did it have something to do with it? Oh, no, no of course not.
1: <laughs> People were knocking on the door. Um, I suppose it was... Because it was, it was a tough decision only based on my age... If I was, you know, thirty or something, it wouldn't have like it would have been the easiest decision in the world. Mm. So it was only tough considering my age and uh, the fact that nobody's really done it this early before. It was a little bit different to probably the norm of rugby league. Um, But I suppose I had, you know, the foot in in the media side already, and I've really enjoyed the stuff I've been doing, the podcasting, um, the stuff on Fox here and there with you, and, and uh, then Kyle and Jackie O show. We'll,
0: we'll have a talk about Kyle and Jackie O in a second. Have you missed the rugby league? Have you missed the camaraderie? It, they have just, just getting to the back end of their preseason. Have you missed that?
1: I've missed, I've missed seeing the... Yeah, I have missed seeing the boys all the time. I went into Miley the other day to shoot something for Fox and... It was like I like I just kind of fell in, like I hadn't left. Like I just, just kind of got around, like just getting around. Everyone just like got me a bit of FOMO. Uh, don't miss, don't miss training. No. Oh, definitely, I can tell you got. The, I mean, so definitely. If in case you can't tell, I certainly don't miss uh, training every day long days and stuff. Um, Your love
0: handles are unbelievable at the moment. You've insane. just got this. You have quickly descended into being that skinny fat bloke.
1: Yeah, I have. Get it from. Yeah, I wonder who I get that from. <laughs>
0: and it's not Trish. Um, it's you. Right up. Before we talk about Colin Jacchiar, yeah. looking back in your time playing rugby league, number of years at Melbourne, last year at Manly, who's the best player you played with, Coops?
1: Um, I would say I didn't play a heap with Cameron Smith, so it'd be very easy to just say Cameron Smith. I only mm. played one or two games with him. I would probably say the person who made me better whether it was in reserve grade or first grade was harry grant yeah right i would say something like that makes your job a lot easier just by people who play rugby league would know like little tendencies he would do to the markers and stuff would make my job a lot easier uh you know give me more time to drop the ball (laughs) things like that but um no he he certainly helped out like what was it like living with harry seriously that was good that was they're probably the fondest memories um from my playing time playing with him like when I look back at that period like the, the fondest memories are kind of like the nights out with all the boys and like all that stuff but I remember when we first moved we got put together when we first moved to Melbourne and me and H barely knew each other like we had one conversation over Facebook or something when but we were, like I was drunk and he was drunk and like it just never really worked out it sounds great That's um true. but we we had the work program together and we worked at for like a, uh, the company was called Drain Flow. So the, the work, so the work system or the
0: work scheme you got to do when you go to the Melbourne Storm, you got to train for two weeks. Huh? Two you got to work for two weeks. Yeah. Not get paid on the tools.
1: On the tools and you train before and after. It's like to show you to be grateful for what you've got. Um, and we worked at this company called Drain Flow, which was essentially like a plumbing company, but they used to go to, I don't know, you probably, I'll probably lose you here. Because you don't really know this sort of stuff. I but,
0: actually I, I did work experience as a plumber, mate. So oh, I you just did? put you straight back in the box. Okay, there. sorry. Yeah. But you
1: go to pre slab. So before a house was built, when they'd lay all the concrete, and then we had to like flow a camera through the pipes to see if the concrete when they laid it had cracked any of the pipe. You still got me? And like you'd see, because there'd be dirt in the pipe, so we used to have to do that. And if there was, then we'd dig and glue new pipe in, mm. and it was a like shit mm. job, like shitest job. Like, and I didn't even know how to like, you know what I mean? I couldn't do anything. Like, I didn't know how to use plunger. I don't know how to use screwdriver. Like, because of mm. you, and that's one thing that you have inherited from me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, and that. So the boss hated me because like I wasn't a good worker, <laughs> and loved Harry because Harry was just good at everything. And so I played a prank on him where he was he wanted to secure this big client so is this how uh, no the this boss. is the boss he oh. wanted to, to secure this giant client but like one of the clients that builds like a thousand houses like one of those they just mass develop these houses and he gets all the he was about to secure him like where he gets all of them so he can do huge deal a huge deal would have made him millions anyway we heard like one of his like um co-workers told us about it so i he didn't have my number at harry's number so i texted him from my number pretending to be the head of the company essentially offering him the job like saying it's yours you've got it like you've got it in a bag oh. and he just sat i remember like we were at hungry jacks and i'm watching and he's just sitting there looking at this message and i'm watching him and he just never replied and we just went we'll just go on with it wait till he texts it or rings it or something so what I didn't know is in this time, he texted his wife and called his wife saying, I've got the job, like this oh. is huge for us. She's like looking at <sighs> new ashamed. places to move. I'm ashamed. I'm, and, I'm ashamed. And again. then he texts his contact at the company going, oh, whose number is this? I just got the text, like confirm me, i got work. He comes back like an hour later going, mate, that's not one of our company numbers. I don't know who's done that to you. After he's already told his wife.
0: I, just quickly, how you film at that point.
1: Oh, well, I didn't know at this stage. So I'm in the back like of the car going, how could this, like, we've got him. Anyway, we're driving along the highway and he rings and he goes, uh, he rings and my phone was like had its ringer on. So I'm sitting in the back and it just goes, bring, bring. And he's looking and I still remember his face. He's like holding his phone up and he's looking in the rear vision mirror and I'm sitting in like the middle seat just staring at him in the eyes. And he just goes, "Is that is is that you? Is it you, little fuck?" And I was like, "Oh no!" Nah. And then he just pulls over <laughs> and just give me and Harry the biggest spray. Told us like we were never going to make it as rugby league players. Told us he was going to tell Bellyache and the whole club that we were like,
0: "Well, he was half right about not making it as rugby league players." <laughs> yeah, he, he
1: he got Harry completely wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, shit like that. That's that's probably the fondest memories yeah. of down there. How different was Manly? um as a club, it probably just hasn't it's just it's probably just not run a tight ship as melbourne in terms of it's a lot more free flowing like s- the standards are a bit less in terms well, of had a lot the of
0: turnover club. with coaches on top of that That's something right? it, when
1: i went there it was Sieves' first year and they were people coming in and out all the time in terms of staff um and there's a bit of a disconnect between the actual club and the team and the players in terms of like the top the staff inside the club administration marketing all that sort of stuff at melbourne it was very connected you we'd have parties and drinks together whereas there, like a lot of the boys didn't know their names and yeah, things right. like that so it's a lot different the the, the boys the, all the teammates Champions. Guys,
0: they're great guys
1: huh it's i feel like everybody in in or like, you'd struggle to find a team where there aren't good guys yeah yeah sure in there um, yeah. every team there's cockheads in every team there's right. there's one or two Don't worry. Oh, yeah. You're the 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 one. You're one of them. (laughs) I was the one of Manly. Um, But, yeah, it was a sick club. Like, I I loved it. And I probably knew when I was coming back here, we'd sort of had conversations anyway that year about me stopping playing. Uh, And it was kind of one more sort of Mm. year to just, you know, give it a – not give it a crack, but just see if it still, you know, if I enjoyed it as much as I do this sort of stuff. Mm.
0: Did you enjoy it last year?
1: I did. Mm. I did enjoy it. I st- I still had a lot of fun. Like mm. it was still a good time. Okay,
0: compare me, Tom Trebovich, with say, Munster.
1: Well, t- Tom doesn't give off like the Munster vibes, but he's got a bit of undercover uh, Underca- dirtbag.
0: Undercover dirtbag. Yeah, he's I got like a it. bit of undercover. I dirt love bag. Underco- undercover, undercover dirtbags because he doesn't. People.
1: He doesn't advertise like he's like you know loves a drink and that. But like when he and he. D- to be fair, because of his injuries and stuff, he mm. was going sober for a lot of the time. Yep. Uh, but when he did have a drink, he uh, he could drink. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. out a question. Last thing on football before we move away and talk about Colin Jacky just quickly. If I if I said to you you're going to go on a, away on a trip for a month to say Acapulco, go to Mexico, give me three of your former teammates from either of the sides that you would take away with you.
1: Oh wow. Well Harry, I'd probably Oh yeah, well Yeah. Probably Harry Brandon and Nico. Yeah. Harry,
0: Brandon Smith and Nico. Yeah. That's I mean, okay, question Nico Hines. Um Saint Nico, everyone loves Nico. Give us some insight on uh, Nico.
1: Well if he's a dirt bag. Is <laughs> he is he got a <laughs> Oh everyone's got a bit of dirt bag in you know? well, Yeah. But Nico's one of the good like He's a good dirtbag. He's a good he's good dirtbag. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, me. Um, yeah. he's very good. Like he's, he, um, you know, he was a part of our crew down in Melbourne for a couple of years where we, you know, have like a good time and all that. But, um, Nico's a very emotional and not afraid to sort of share and voice his yeah, emotions. Yeah. And he was good. He was very good for the crew in 2020 when we won it. He actually started once a week, like a mental health chat, wellbeing yeah, chat. Wow every week we used to do like an hour and he'd, he'd have like a a 10-minute spot within it where he'd get up and talk about mental health because of we were in a hub away from families. He'd have conversations with boys and get some boys up who would mm. talk about how they find it hard being away from their wives, which I, I never really understood. Like I thought mm. that'd be the best thing in the world, being away from your wife for that long. Oh,
0: world. no, no, we hate it. Absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, as you know, I just went away to Vegas with Fletch, Heidi, and Gordy. The eight days was just hell without Trish. Yeah. Mm. Um, now um, Rudder you've gone you've played some, you've played two really terrific great rugby league clubs Melbourne and Manly now you've moved into the media and you're on a great radio show and I, I I mean this sincerely in my opinion the Kyle and Jackie O show is just about in my opinion the best radio show on the planet I, I don't know any that are better listen to different ones the American ones it's as good as any on the planet What? What's it like? Give give me some insight working on Kyle and Jackie.
1: O. I mean it's how it sounds mm. like when you're listening is pretty well how like it's I didn't realize you've worked in Brecky Radio before, mm. but I didn't realise how chaotic it is. Mm-hmm. Like and I've and I've watched we've got Jonesy and Amanda just literally thirty meters away at uh WSFM, they are? Yes. So they're 30 meters away in their studio and they've only got a few producers over there. It's a lot more quiet. Mm. When I walked into Kyle and Jackie O first day, like there's 13 people out there, Mm. there's music blaring, there's like a disco ball and every time a song comes on, they're all trying to grab me up to dance, and I'm like, No, not yet. I've been so, here for like I can't wait for the week. first
0: party if this is work. Yeah,
1: I know. Because Kyle
0: and Jackie used to, when I worked at Triple M, they were just upstairs, and it used to be the same thing. We had pretty much a skeleton crew, but then we go up and see those guys, and it, again, it was crazy. It's it was chaos. a party.
1: Yeah, it's mm. very chaotic. Right.
0: Like. Out. Um, what's Kyle like in the ad breaks?
1: He's good. He just goes up and has a smoke on the on the roof, <laughs> which I apparently he's been doing since his time at uh, today yes, for them as well. Yes, so that's right. he's probably I don't even want to imagine how many smokes he's had up there in the morning. Right.
0: Let's talk about the hardest working person on the Colin Jackie, Jackie O show: the sensors, who do the the beeping. How many? How many you got there? How many, two. Two. Sen- so there's two so sensors. There's two, they need two sensors. Now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he talks to him like. During he'll he'll be like he'll swear and then just go oh sorry guys yeah they like wave to him like oh it's alright <laughs> um, yeah they've I mean they've actually got the hard they've definitely got the hardest job. You I can hear think. it just beep. Yeah. And, uh, and they've got to be the hardest thing about that is they've got to be across all the laws as well. So like they've got they've got their head rate. Right. It's not even about swearing sometimes. It's right. just about things you can and can't say. Your first
0: interview you did they lined you up for yeah. Um, what was her name? Tate mccrae did you
1: know, Tate?
0: I, I knew her music. Yeah, right. Yep, right. How well did you prepare for the interview? Because by the sounds of it, you hadn't prepared at all.
1: Well, they, I didn't have time. They gave me five minutes to... <laughs> they gave me a rundown and they said, oh, the guys aren't going to get back in time. You've got to do it. And I'm just reading this rundown and a lot of the info in there, I it was, didn't even know what I was talking about. So I walked in there and I'm trying to give a serious interview to this huge pop star over in America and here. And she's just looking at me like I'm just, like an idiot. <laughs> well, you, you turned up
0: in the paper the other day from your interview saying that the interview almost lifted the lid on a relationship she was in.
1: Yeah, well, a, a, the paparazzi that night had caught her with the Kid Leroy. Yep. Uh, they'd had a dinner or something. And I just... Off air, like we weren't even in the interview yet. We had some technical difficulties. Technical, technical difficulties. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so and um, and I'm talk- I was just talking to her, trying to make small talk to just make her not leave. And I was going, "Oh, you're single? Like you're dating?" And she's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." And they used that somehow. They got the audio for that, and they lifted the lid going, "Oh, you know, well, Cooper John's got the hot scoop in a hard hitting." Yeah. So kind of worked out for me in the end. Actually. In the, in the article, uh,
0: the, the lady who wrote it, she wrote four times it appears through the article, the awkward interview. It was known as the awkward interview.
1: Yeah, because I, uh, I, th- I messed up a couple of questions.
0: Now, talking about all, things being a little bit awkward, uh, Kiss flew you up to Brisbane to have a big interview with Tom Brady.
1: How did that go? Uh, yeah, well, I didn't even... Get I got close to him. To be fair, I ended up in his entourage. We actually went to so and from the, the event together. The
0: entourage. I think it's entourage. It's like a French word. It's almost. It's a soft
1: G. Are you sure? Yeah, not. A, it's a soft G, not a hard G. On. I was in his entourage, and uh, we went to and from his hotel together in like four. Ve- it was like driving the president. Like very. It was like crazy security all over him. Wow. Uh, he probably said like Ted words to me the whole time. But obviously, so you, didn't get the interview at all. Like. So what. Let's run through the – what were the 10 words he said to you? He asked – because I was with Felice Cafusi, mm-hmm. and we kind of had lunch just at the table next to him. And when we were getting a photo together, he just like whispered to us. He's like, how was lunch? <laughs> and we just said, good. <laughs> I mean, with that, worth the trip. It was, yeah. What a thing to tell the great kids. I mean, and I said – I went back on the Colin I don't know you guys. And he said, oh, where's this audio? And I went, oh, guys, I haven't got audio, but i tell you what. You know what I do have? He asked me how my lunch was. Um, Do you know what else? Who else? The whole Broncos team were there as well. Oh, were they? The whole Brisbane Broncos squad. So 30 blokes were there. And I caught up with Billy Walters before. And at this stage, I knew that he wasn't doing like any interviews, any autographs. Like he just sort of didn't want to do that sort of stuff. And Billy told me, oh yeah, like we all, all the boys, um, we all went and got uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Brady jerseys and he's going to sign them for us all tonight. So they'd all gone out, 30 blokes and they rocked up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers jerseys on, still with the tags on, and they walked in like to get a, when they were getting the pictures, and he just goes nut, nah. and they all the boys that, really? were sitting there, yeah, and they all um, they all kept the tags on, so they were just going to go return them, and I seen a video uh, of Jordan Ricky going around to a few of the boys just ripping the tags off, so <laughs> they so they couldn't return their jerseys. What was his so What was his itinerary? Uh, he flew in at ten a.m. on the Saturday to. To Melbourne, Melbourne, and then at eleven thirty, had his first talk uh, at a hotel down there. Geez, that's a quick turnaround. A quick turnaround, especially <clears throat> if you like delay. I mean, he was flying private, so mm. he probably wasn't going to delay. Um, but then he had a quick rest, and then went again at like four four thirty in Melbourne, and then straight after at like eight o'clock, flew to Brisbane, and then cruised at Brisbane sort of all day. He went to the zoo, seen a kangaroo, he said, and oh, like, koalas. Which are beautiful that's, creatures.
0: Which is, it's basically, that's what Americans do. pass through the eye of the needle. Go yeah. to Tronga Park, there's an emu, <laughs> there's a, a
1: kangaroo, there's a platypus, there's a galah, go home. Yeah. And then, um, and then he did his second gig, uh, which finished at 7.30. And then he had a little signing thing, like, or not a signing thing, a little Q&A, like, that went for half an hour till 8.30 afterwards in like another restaurant. And mm. then he was hit the tarmac by nine and he'd probably be getting in there now. Like oh, yeah. he'd, pr- he'd be, he probably what? got in there. I wonder what they paid him. It'd be over a million. Mm. I don't think he'd be coming for anything oh, yeah. less. No, no, he wouldn't. There's I, no way. I mean, he doesn't need it really, does he? Well, he doesn't really need money, I suppose. Mm. Like I seen he, what did he sign at Fox $375 million of that? Yeah, $375 million. Can you live on that? No, you
0: can't. That's it. I, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: Not living his life. Uh, he's not you know getting what... Mick Innes money. No, no, no. Shout out to Mick. Um, while we're on Tom Brady, because he's actually flying... When he left Australia, uh, his manager said they're flying into Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know the big fellow over here, you've just come back from Vegas.
0: Came back from Vegas... And we're going in a few weeks' time. I, I must say, <clears throat> the trip, it's the old thing with Vegas. You only get no more than three days. Yeah, you know, It's three days maximum. And, of course, we went over there eight days. Myself, Hindy, Fletch, and Gordy. Right? And they're three blokes you can really drink. So <clears throat> I've got to say, the last three days were horrendous. It was, so, it, it was just like I, I'd had enough. I was that crook. I mean... How old? I, what year is it 22 I'm 53 god damn it where'd those years go but 53 coops when you're on day four and five and the, and Gordy's going come on you know get a drink into you again mate seriously well put it this way at night five I went back to the hotel room and mate this is not good I feel I feel so sick and I couldn't keep I couldn't eat anything couldn't keep anything down but you know when you get to the point there's just nothing left in the engine but you're still being sick and I'm in the dark and I'm vomiting and I woke up there was actually this is really bad this is <laughs> really bad to me. this is too much insight but there was blood so oh. I had to get towels so I was towel everything up and I was what am I going to do I was so embarrassed so I, I, I couldn't let housekeeping come in so the last three or four days I had to put do not disturb on so the only thing I had left to wipe myself with was literally a, a, a face washer. I was, I was I was just drying myself because all the towels were a mess. And I woke up the morning that we're leaving, first thing in the morning, and I'm looking, I'm thinking to myself, the time of reckoning has arrived. Because you know, I've got what am I going to do? And I was so embarrassed. I thought, like, okay. so what I did? I'm not proud of it. I took the top sheet off the bed that had a bit of blood in it. I got all the towels got him and just snuck down into the casino itself and dumped him into a bin.
1: (laughs) I can't name this person. I cannot name this person, but there is a guy currently in the NRL who um, on one mad Monday uh, was with a girl, like went back to a girl's hotel room and she went into the shower and he went to fart and shit himself all over the sheets and he was laying there, seen the shit, and just went, "Oh no!" It got up, just wrapped the wrapped the sheet like around his arm, and like balled it all up, threw it in her closet, oh, and just no. ran. <laughs> oh dear, which is that horrible.
0: is good. Okay, what what club? Oh, okay. Is 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 it the Queensland side?
1: Oh, I should be that when hard. he did this. Yeah, he was at a Queensland side. Yes. But that's as much as I'm giving you. Okay, I can't, I can't elude anymore.
0: I will. Some of the things, some of the really good things. Well, actually, one more bone to pick, right up with particularly Flesh and Heidi, as we're about to leave to go over to Vegas. Trish goes, "We've got a lot of points here. Um, how about I try to upgrade you into business?" And I go, "Oh, I go, mate. that that would be good, Trish." I said, but the problem is I don't want to be abandon the boys. I mean, now you jump on the plane and there's all the boys sitting in the economy and I go, hey, see your boys, do a left-hand turn, go to business. I said, I can't do it to them. So we get to the airport and we're sitting there having a bit of brekkie and um, Heidi goes to me, uh, what seat you in? I went, let me just have a look, uh, 82F. And I could see those two imbeciles. Just look at each other, he and Fletch, and they get their boarding ticket and just sort of edge it away from me. And I go, "What's going on?" And look down, and they're like seven A and nine C. I said, "What the fuck's going?" They went, "Oh mate, we got an upgrade to business." Oh, oh that's so I'm so trying to low. be the good guy oh. for the sake of the team. The team captain is sitting down the economy, and you are the team and, captain, and the two and the two imbeciles, the two jesters. All right, and, mate, I was sitting there. And lucky, mate, it were good people either side were having a chat. But I'm sitting there, and i would be just going, oh, my God, okay. Only seven hours ago, and I'd look up, and Hindy would sort of walk, and he'd have a bottle of, like, champagne in his hand, and just give me a
1: bit of
0: But, look, we had some really good stuff. We went to um, we went to, uh, the male strip trip. Thunder from Down Under. Oh, all yes. young Aussie blokes. A lot of them ex footballers that played, you know, that uh, played NRL, in got injured, and then went away and said, "No, yeah, you know, it'd be very good lifestyle over there." Two shows a day, and it is packed. Well, we've all, we we organised for Hindy to get involved in it. I got to say that night is one of the greatest nights I've ever had out. Like myself, Gordy, and and Fletch were waiting, and when Hindy came out doing his strip, I got to say, Coops. The next day, Trish sent me a photo because there was a photo of us with all the all, all the young uh, thumb from down, under underfellers. And she goes, "What is this?" My face was like bright red, and my lips were just cracked. It was literally from laughing. My face was red and stinging. I'd laugh. I'd never laugh so hard well, in my life. It was one of the best nights I've ever had.
1: Well, the guys in at Fox have actually showed me snippets of it, and you—they've got it. They had a camera on you guys the whole time. And you, Gordy, and Fletch are literally crying this whole time. It was, it was, it was so. Hindy was man of the tour. Hindy, well, see, mate. Who was the? Who's the? Like, the worst influence. So, if you guys, in terms of like drinking, because you're all bad influences, like in terms of like, like get everyone out for the drink. Like, Whatever
0: someone's you... vices, we enable it. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've all got our vices, and the others enable. We'll enable each other's vices. Yeah. Uh, you're out of it. Who do you think's the worst influence? Probably Fletch? Yeah. Was yeah, you, yeah. yeah. you nailed it. A couple yeah. of things for people, because there's a lot of Aussies, of course, going over for the doubleheader in Vegas. i warn you. Vegas, the first couple of times I went there years ago, it was really cheap, because the gambling subsidizes the food and the drink and the accommodation and whatnot. Hey, those days have changed. I don't know whether they're recouping the money uh, that they lost during COVID, but, mate, it is ridiculously expensive. So you get up... Your mother doesn't hear this because, you know, how my, Trish thinks about me. doesn't like me drinking vodka. Yeah. But every morning, she wasn't there. So you get up most mornings and you go, oh, okay. <clears throat> you get up, we go for breakfast and we go right up. We've got a decision to make here. We either whinge and wind our way through the day or we go get ourselves a drink right now. So every morning I'd go and get a double vodka and soda.
1: Right? Double vodka and soda in the morning? Yeah. Oh. What about like a... <laughs> Like a vodka. I can understand like a vodka orange juice or like a mimosa or something. Mm. What? What's the why the vodka? Well, guess soda? how much.
0: Ha, guess how much a double vodka and soda back in the day in Vegas? It'd probably be about eight bucks. Guess how much it cost me a double vodka and soda? Just have, have a guess. U.S. Yes, U.S. Twelve bucks. Twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five. Yep. Twenty-five dollars. U.S. But for people, yeah, it it's is just r- like
1: forty dollars Australia.
0: Expensive drink. Oh, Enjoyed it, though. Uh, But here's here's the rort, right? For people that are going to go to Vegas, listen to me on this. Firstly, if you want to save money, and this is not a rort, but it's just common sense, get away from the Strip. If you want to have a really good session and have a drink or a good meal, the further you go from the Strip, the cheaper it gets. There's a place... As you blokes know, I talk about it all the time. It's called the worst. It's, it's the worst bar in America mm-hmm. that I found. We went out there last time, called the Double Down Saloon. Saloon, go to it. It is dirt cheap. Uh, the spe- there especially is ass juice and uh, bacon daiquiri, but the drink is cheap. Pretty good food for a dive bar as well. But yeah, that that's my tip. Get o- get away from get away from the main drag. Get away from the strip. It'll be cheaper. My other one is this. This is my Rort Cooper. So. If I go to the bar in Vegas and I order a double vodka and soda, how much does it cost me, Coop? $25 US. Boom, 40 bucks Australia. However, if I get a $5 note and I put it into a poker machine and I just sit there and I, and I order, uh, could I get a double vodka and soda? Guess how much it cost me. Is it free? Oh, so it's free. So all you got to do is be a good guy and you tip, you know, tip the people are coming around serving the drinks, and they'll keep coming back. And so, what? As I said before, go 15 steps from the bar, go sit at a poker machine, put five or ten dollars in, pretending you're player, are
1: playing, and free drinks. Just got to tip them. Ah, oh, that's a good rule. That's very. Do you have to be staying at the casino that at that hotel? No, no, no. How no, good's that?
0: A no. couple of other things to do while you're there. A really, really good play if you go to the Cosmopolitan casino it's a beauty there is a place in there called the barbershop right and it is it's an operating functioning barbershop but it's a speakeasy so you walk up there and you say a word and they're at the back and there's this big live venue uh, live music venue at the back music playing it is, it is awesome and the bloke says in Vegas he said it's quite famous for like artists who are, have got uh residencies a different thing coming in are just with some friends and doing a couple of songs at the end of the night and we're like oh mate that's awesome and he said yeah if you were here a few nights ago bruno mars just turned up oh really yeah so go to the so for people go to the barber shop in the cosmopolitan real fantastic very yeah very that'd be good to know so cooper um well mate there's our bit of a preview a bit of a tease a little bit of a launch about what uh, backstage with uh, Cooper Maddie Johns is about, I look forward to it. Yeah, I look forward to it too. I think it's going to drop. How long? About a month. It's a
1: month's time. Yeah, when when we drop this, about a month, I reckon. Yeah, about that. Yeah, keeping. We'll be promoting. Yeah, we'll be posting on socials. That's follow it. the socials. That's it. Backstage, Cooper Maddie Johns.
0: And we'll run it past exact dates. We'll run past our uh, our boss and our producer, Mr. Jack Johns. Yes. But till then, bye bye. <laughs>